everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tales from a Vet Tech with me, Tabitha Kusera. Today, we are talking to registered veterinary technician, Crystal Vaquera, all about the veterinary giving tree and more. The Veterinary Giving Tree is a wonderful organization that helps to provide financial assistance to veterinary professionals and their families during difficult times. And of course, it's the beginning of the holiday season, but we want to spread joy and love all year round. Tis always the season for giving. So I hope everyone enjoys the episode. so much for being here, Crystal. I'm so excited to talk about all the cool things you do as a technician. Uh, thanks for having me. I am really excited to be here. And happy Veterinary Technician Week, even though it's, oh, it's Sunday. So it's the, we're recording this in October. So I have to give her her props. Uh, happy thanks. Veterinary Technician Week. Yes. And same to you, Ron, the tail end of that. So I hope that you celebrated all week. I'm sure you did, right? Yes. I celebrate techs every day as Crystal does too. Yes. You have so many cool jobs, but I figured we'd start with the beginning of your career as a veterinary technician, and then you can kind of talk about some of the things you're doing now and the veterinary industry giving tree, which is such a cool project that you've worked on with some other technicians. Yes. Well, my timeline goes way, way, way back, which will obviously age me. And so I started off as an on-the-job training technician, probably in 96. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right in the 1900s as some would <laughs> so I've been a tech um well working as a technician wouldn't say I was a tech um I did receive my license in the state of California I believe it was in 2011 thank you love thank it you. love it and even though I work in the state of Nevada where I'm licensed currently as well I still hold on to that RVT because I worked so dang hard to get it so I'm not gonna let that bad boy go so <laughs> That I think I was, uh, yeah, I think it was 2011 when I was licensed and um, I've done a little bit of everything. I'm kind of like one of those jack of all trades, master of some. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I wouldn't say none, but master of some. So I've worked in different um, industries as private practice, um, general practice. I've worked with one of my favorites was, this was so cool though. Because I loved going into other hospitals and seeing how they would do things just to kind of steal tips and tricks from other places and bring them back to my home hospital. I worked for an orthopedic surgeon that would travel to different hospitals. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we would come in and the patient would be already ready. And I would just be there to help, you know, hand him his instruments and take care of the patient a little bit and do some anesthesia. But it was great because I didn't really have too much responsibility in the hospital. So I really got to just sit around and chit chat with everybody. And just take little different things and then take it back to my home hospital and be like, yeah, so I saw this where I was at and it worked really well, or they organized their drawers. Cause that's how much fun is that to organize all your syringe drawers and your needle drawers and get everything. I don't know. I was anal retentive with stuff like that. So I love that. And the amount of things we can learn, something that would be super fun for conferences is I love panels and I would love to see more of them, but a tips and tricks panel with a bunch of different people. Oh, I love that idea because yes, so much going into shelters and clinics now. But when I was working in GP, I never had that opportunity. So oh, that is idea guys for conferences in the future. I love it. Sorry. It's a tips and tricks conference. Just yes. a tips and 
practical tips. Oh, that's what, oh gosh, we're getting, we're getting onto an idea. Maybe in the future. I wonder if we know anybody. I know. <laughs> Love it. Sorry, but continue. That's just so no, cool. So, um, okay. So my career, so working in GP, traveling surgeon, um, I've worked in corporate practice, fast forward, after, uh, three sons, I am now ended at the Viticus group where I'm sure I'm going to grow old and die because there's no way they're going to pry me out of this place. She loves her job. It's great, guys. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really excited to be there. As you can tell, Mondays are fantastic and Fridays are even better. So every day is just so different. I am a program director of veterinary initiatives. And so my job is to not only make sure that we represent the technician programming and the technician availability that's out there which I know is not very much, but we're working on it. So you guys will wait and see what we've got scheduled for 2023 because I got some new things and I'm super excited. Um, but I help to build these programs for hands-on training, for continued education, for veterinarian professionals, um, for the practice manager, for the technicians, for the DVM. And we're doing a lot more on the team approach where we're getting the DVM and the technicians together in the same training is finding that, again, those tips and tricks, you can take it back to the hospital and really implement those and see your ROI and see the team come together cohesively because a lot of it just works better, you know, when you learn together. Um, so those are the kind of things that I'm working on right now. And we're about to release 2023. We're really excited. Like I said, I got some new things and I just excited for the new year. So you guys create a, a, essentially CE opportunities that tend to be hands-on more kind of involved yes. sessions that happen yeah. over a few days and are they yeah. always at the same because I'm familiar with some of them are they always at the same place or do you guys work across the country we don't work across the country we work across the block <laughs> oh I love that oh <laughs> yes like within walking distance we bought a second campus so we have the oh so you have a facility we have two facilities. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Yes, literally a block from each other. You can see the rooftop from one place to the other. So we'll either have it at the Aquendo campus or the Viticus campus. Um, it just depends. All of our stuff is hands-on. We'll have a little bit of didactic, come into the lab, get dirty, you know, ask some questions, learn some things. We'll have a great lunch. Everybody always loves our food for some reason. I mean, we've got the best caterer. Her name... I shouldn't even say who she is because she's going to become so busy, but Miss Gilma, she's amazing. So she makes all of our food and handles everything and people see the love that special ingredient that's in there and they're pumped and ready to go back to, you know, for the second half of the course. Feeding, feeding us and giving us coffee is right? a key part. So our brains can learn. She has her coffee. So our <laughs> brains can learn. We've all been to conferences where the food is rough. And it's, let's be honest, it's harder to focus and learn when you're starving or yes. when you're, you didn't have, co oh gosh, for me guys, I love coffee. Um, so I love that you mentioned that and that you guys are really thinking about not only the material that you're putting out and the CE opportunities, yes. the people that you choose to present, but also the whole kind of food environment, lunch environment. Yes. I love that. That's yes. so awesome. Well, I mean, like you said, you go somewhere where it's just like, you know, a slam sandwich and maybe like lettuce for a salad. You're not excited. You're not fulfilled. And you go back to class and you're probably like hypoglycemic. Let's just say. 
No, and for real. <laughs> ready for it. So yeah, no, we, we understand those small details and we also know the fastest way to anybody's heart is through their stomach. Yes. We all food is love. Y'all love is food. <laughs> I don't know why we're such a hungry profession. I mean, not only in education, but in food, right? All of our clients, those were the best days when our clients would bring us lunch or the goodies on the holidays. We used to get so many of those. I love that. Could you share? A f- I know that you guys have so many awesome sea opportunities because uh, I've attended, of course, the Clinical Animal Behavior Conference quite a few times. Yes. Uh, we just had another one. Yes, I know. I missed it this year. I was bummed. Uh, but next year, I'll get back on track. This is the first year I missed in in a few years. Obviously, the pandemic paused it for a second, but it's a wonderful conference. I highly recommend checking it out, especially if you're a behavior nerd. And I know there are a lot of you out there, which I love. Um, <laughs> but could you share a few other fun events that you guys have put on regarding CE and kind of some of the experiences and where people can learn on how to attend these CEs or what CE offerings you guys have? Sure. So if we're focusing on, let's just say hands-on education as an overall, where I do some of the team approach, you've got some flexible and rigid endoscopy, a lot of our orthopedics, like a fracture repair or a TPLO course. Um, a lot of our dentistry courses are for the team approach. Love that. As technicians are so important in, you know, the oral health department. Some things that are just for technicians, we just got done with our veterinary technician symposium where we bring in, you know, a hundred technicians, we split them up. We offer three different disciplines and then they rotate each day. And we have like, a oh, that is so cool. First day. We do a panel, you know, discussion on the last day. Um, we provide basically lunch or breakfast, lunch and dinner on, I think all of the days just because they're technicians and we don't really want to lose them on the strips. We want to kind of keep them close to us. They're located in Vegas, by the way, Las Vegas. Yes. Las Vegas. <laughs> She's like, I want, I don't want them to gamble. I want to reinforce them and I get it. Yes. I think they work too hard for the money. I want them to keep it. Yes. <laughs> they always say the house wins. Oh, I love it. Um, just looking out for you. That's all. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's three days of hands-on training. And I think that's something that's hard for technicians to find is dedicated hands-on training. And I usually try to find VTS to teach the course. So they're learning by technicians. And I think that helps the environment as well for the participant to ask questions and be comfortable in the course. So those are things that are important to me when I'm building the content and looking for instructors. Love it. Got done with that. And we have such a great turnout. We've got just so much um, interest and activity and people are so interested in it and they're just involved. And I love it. I love when they're there. I love when we have a house full of technicians because the energy is so high. It's just different. I love my DVMs too, but it's just different when the technicians are there and I appreciate it. We all have some bias as technicians and that is okay. We're aware of our bias and that's half the battle. <laughs> yeah, we do go through a ton of coffee when the techs are in. So that's, it's funny that you brought that up earlier. No, I didn't drink coffee. Hilarious. My husband's obsessed with coffee. So we have special beans. I can't drink Starbucks anymore. Like we get, oh. beans. yeah, we get beads delivered to our house, but I did not drink coffee until my like mid twenties when I started working full time as a veterinary technician. So it's, it's part of our jobs and it's okay. Yes, you're right. It's become part of our DNA. I'm into cold brew these days. Ah, uh, where are you? Well, you're probably located in Vegas, right? Yes. Oh, so it's hot. Yeah, I get that. It's chilly here in Ohio. So I'm, I'm rocking that hot coffee, but 
I love that you have these kind of three-day workshops and the team mm -hmm. approach. Surprisingly, I don't see a lot of that at conferences, which I never really thought about until you mentioned it. And I was like, that is such, because last episode, I talked to Tasha McNerney and Liz Houston about all things yes. technicians, but we talked about how we can collaborate relationships in our field as a whole where us and veterinarians work together because there's some challenges there being presented by our field. And that's a wonderful way to celebrate <laughs> both veterinarians and technicians. And like you said, dentals, for example, or dental surgery, that is essentially technicians and veterinarians or even surgeries, same thing. So that's so cool that you guys offer work. I have yeah. to have one now. I haven't been yes. to Vegas in a minute. There's always a reason to go to Vegas. I'm going to learn and then have a drink. Yeah. And you know what? It's great. It's perfect weather right now. It's a little bit windy today. It's why my hair is up and it's a mess, but um, the weather's so perfect. So now's a great time to come to Vegas. How often do you guys have events? So we do events all year long. Um, so I think right now I want to say I have about 45 events scheduled for next year. And let's say about 10 to 12 of them are scheduled to be for the team approach. Love it. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then on top of that, so we're going to do the technician symposium again. And then one thing that's going to be brand new and hasn't been announced yet, but I'm going to do, I know you're going to be so excited to hear this. I'm going to do an advanced technician symposium. Oh, I love that. They, we want that. We're asking yes. for that. That's what we, we want these more. In oh, I know we especially need the hands on. I was literally just speaking at a SVBT event right before this. And I was talking about the importance of hands-on learning, especially when it comes to handling and how many of us don't have those opportunities even presented or at a distance where we can travel for that. So that is so cool. Yay. I do yes. love that. Yes. So it's, it's meant for those technicians who've been in the field, those techs that are already taking the DVM courses, the techs that are, you know, trusted in the clinics to do most anything. Um, it's going to be for those technicians. It's going to be for two days going to be a little bit of didactic and a lot of hands-on training and obviously great food. So uh, don't worry, you will be fed when you come to us. But yes, yeah, so I'm super excited to have that. And then I was actually working with Tasha McNerney and Amanda Shelby. Love it. Um, because they were two instructors, two amazing instructors. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to sit for either one of them, but they're yes. so engaging. I am going to be working with them on doing a team approach DVM and technician for regional nerve blocks and things like that. And a couple other ultrasound stuff. So keep on the lookout for that one, because that's, that's brand new. Um, but I'm super excited for that. And I think we're looking about the summertime. Ooh. And what brought you from, cause your job is great. And it sounds yes. like you're thriving and creating a lot of amazing opportunities to further our field as professionals. And I love that. But I'm what trying. brought you to this company? So I worked at a hospital called VCA Hualapai, um, just general practice, couple doctor practice, very busy place um, here in Summerlin. And I was working there and I was working with a friend of mine. She took great care of me and under her wing when I yeah. transferred hospitals. You know how you've always got like mentors a are key. I love it. Yes. And she had worked at the Equendo Center Western Vet Conference um, part-time helping them during the labs. Well, they had just built the building, the Equendo Center, I believe in like 2008, maybe 09, it was somewhere around there. Um, 
they had just built it. She was like, hey, they're looking for somebody you are interested. And I've already been in GP for quite some time. Like I said, I kind of started in the field a long time ago and then became licensed and worked different places. And I was like, yeah, I could kind of go for a change. And so that's what I did. Put on my big girl shoes and and stepped it up. You know how you have to get out of your comfort zone. No, I love it. It's hard to do, but usually it pays off. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was given the opportunity to prove myself and I've been there ever since. And I hope I never leave because there's so many changes. I mean, there's so many changes to our profession anyways. There's so many just advancements and new techniques and procedures and medical devices and just products. So there's always changes. There's always going to be a need to, to learn. I mean, you have to learn something every day. It's what I tell my kid when we go to school, like you've got to at least learn one thing every day. So I'm excited about it. I hope everybody else gets excited about it when they come to us. So how long have you been there? Um, I want to say it was in 2010 or 2011. Oh, I- so for a while. I love yeah. it. That is so yeah. cool. And that is not all you do. So I'm going to have you keep talking about your awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> so I also um, helped to co-found an organization, the Veterinary Industry Giving Tree with uh, Becky Mosser and Lily Preston. And we started this organization, I want to say about three years ago. We're now a nonprofit. I oh, just- congratulations. That just recently that. happened, right? Yes. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Huge. So Becky, Becky put her pen to paper and she just made it happen. It was kind of just an idea. And she was just like, let's do this. And we're just like, all right, let's we're doing this. I love Becky. When you get a bunch of go-getters and then you all happen to find each other, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. So she originally had a video that she had posted, I think it was on Facebook. And the video was this group of kids who were given a gift at Christmas time. They're given two gifts. So you can either have this gift yourself, or you can take this other gift and give it to your parents. So they then wrap this gift and see what it is. And it's super cool. And they're really excited. But majority of the kids wanted to give the gifts to their parents instead of receiving the other gift themselves. And so this video really touched Becky's heart. And so she posted on Facebook and she was just like, I want to help families in need. I need to help families in need. And I was just like, absolutely. Like how, how do we get involved? Right. We had the same feelings and we just came up with this idea and we started with a way that you can nominate yourself or another person who is in need or needs help support anything. It could be something as simple as a Christmas card, a holiday card, maybe. And we social support. That's a big deal. Knowing people care about you and you matter. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, and especially during the holidays when, you know, you hear stories and this and that, and you want to be part of that same joy and the same season everybody else is. So that's how it kind of started. We've been helping about 40 families a year um, in different ways or another, either by helping them to get, you know, um, money from an Amazon so that they can get their wish list or actual money and gift cards, things like that. Some people have, you know, stories where they need things like their tires and their brakes done um, because they live in a snowy area. Um, just, I mean, tires and brakes are important anyway. Yeah, those are basic needs for us yeah. to get to work and travel and live life for sure. And you don't think about those type of things as being something that's so detrimental until you don't have it. <laughs> 
and then you don't have a car, you know, and you're like, I can't drive. I'm not safe. So that's how it started. It's kind of how it started and we keep it up. We're super excited. Uh, we've raised about um, $7,000 every year. And then we divide that up to, to the families in need. And we're about halfway to our goal this year. So we're super excited. And we're starting our efforts for donations, uh, for nominations, anything like that. If you're interested in helping out, like I said, it could be something as simple as writing a holiday card to a complete stranger, but just giving some of that holiday spirit. No, I love that. I remember when Becky first started it and it was just a Facebook group to, to yeah. get started. See, there's some benefits to social media, guys. Uh, <laughs> and I remember because I love Christmas like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only thing that gets me through the seasonal depression of winter in Ohio. Um, so I, I love it a lot. And I love it's super corny, but legit spreading actual genuine joy to other people yes. and appreciating other like I love the conversations I have at the store. I know I'm extroverted, but these social interactions are important. Um, these little ones, or again, even if it's just a Christmas card with a message in it telling people you care. And I remember seeing this and being like, this is a genius idea. And I know the goal is mostly towards veterinary professional families. Yes. But also friends, because they may nominate a veterinary professional may nominate a family member that isn't necessarily in the veterinary field. Um, but they're still supported and of course included veterinary roots yes oh i love that veterinary roots we need to make a tree tree. yeah (laughs) oh the giving tree guys i'm gonna get there just give me some time (laughs) crystal's just laughing at me which is uh deserves uh because i (laughs) we did that not on purpose so but i remember it was the facebook group and there was a lot of success and then you guys have continued to grow and it warmed my heart this year to see you have a website, a beautiful website. You have, you're a nonprofit now. I feel like you a lot more people in the veterinary field are aware of you. You're getting a lot of media exposure, which has been so great. So the goal is to continue to grow, of course. Yes. But what do you guys have any other future goals now that you, because you've kind of grown quickly. Yes. Three years is not very long in the the big perspective of things. No, we're still we're still an infant. We're still a baby. We're just a little toddler. We're just a little a little bushling, if you will. But our roots are getting deep. You know, like you said, people are getting to know us. Um, I think people look forward to the holiday season, and I think people want to give. They just don't know, especially nowadays when you're just like, "Am I giving to a good organization? Am I not giving to a good organization?" A hundred percent of the donations goes to other families in need. And like you said, it's all veterinary professionals. So our goal is to not only be seasonal just for the holidays, but to be like throughout the year. You know, if you run into somebody who is in need, like your first thought is I need to contact the veterinary industry, you know, industry giving tree, see if they can do anything to help this family, you know, help my technician. Maybe it's, you know, a vet assistant, a technician, a DVM, it doesn't matter. Somebody who's in that hospital, who's working with you guys, who needs help. Like that's what we're there for. So and the great thing is you don't, I remember when I first, so I wrote a lot, I make my own Christmas cards because I love Christmas. So I remember I, I dedication. I, I love Christmas. You guys, I'm super. Yeah. I start listening to Christmas music, uh, shortly. I love Halloween and that's what I'm celebrating yes. right now. But shortly after Halloween, I'm one of those people that people strongly dislike in, in GP where I'm like, play Christmas music. It's three weeks away from Thanksgiving. Um, 
Yes. But I remember sending cards and being like, okay, what can I do? And I sent a few gift cards. So there's a lot of different options. If you don't have a lot of, it's not that you have to, if you can give a lot of funds, that's amazing. But even if it's only $15, not only because that matters, the more of us doing that really adds up. And again, just sharing a Christmas card. So even if funds are limited for you too, there are still ways to help. And I know there, even though you guys are a smaller organization, but continuing to grow, it's the three of you. And I'm guessing as you continue to grow, you're going to need more help. Yes. Understandably. So if people wanted to volunteer, how can they reach out and what type of volunteer opportunities do you guys have? Because guys, we all want to help. I know. Yes. You guys can go on to, I mean, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. You could message, you know, you can message the group. You can go on veterinary industry. Uh, I don't know. Shoot. if it's. I'm going to share it in the show notes. Don't you worry. Okay, good. I'll share all the information. Yeah. Um, you can go to our website. There's a nomination button on there. You can enter all the information, you know, for your family, for your contact information. Maybe it's yourself and that's okay. Um, everything we will keep anonymous. It'll just be the three of us that look over everything until we get bigger and we have a bigger board and we have to go through nominations, which, you know, could be in just a couple of years from now. So I love it. And what type of yeah. volunteer opportunities do you guys have? So we have different things. Um, I mean, right now it's kind of small stuff, small potatoes, um, just because we don't have a brick and mortar. So we're looking for someone to help us with fundraising. Maybe it's to help us push social media. We do have someone right now, um, Miss Rhonda Bell, who is helping us with our social media pushes and stuff like that. We have someone who helps us with all of our tax information and all of our filings. Um, and all of this is time donated to the industry giving tree. And without them, we... No, those small things matter and you guys have enough on your plate. So fundraising, let's be honest, I work with a lot of animal welfare organizations and it is a skill and not everyone has that skill set. So if that's something you're really good at, that might be something that takes me hours and you come up with this creative fundraising idea. Exactly. And I'm guessing that veterinary professionals can, similar to like how there's smaller organizations and they might have a bake sale or a collection jar at their vet clinic. I'm guessing that's something that veterinary professionals can do and then donate the lump sum to you guys. Absolutely. We can do that. Um, we're a nonprofit, so we can give you, you know, your tax write-off. So we can give you, you know, any type of documentation that you might need to help with that. Um, if you're a rep with an organization, you know, it could be any of the pharmaceutical companies, same thing. And maybe they've got budget. I hate, I mean, I, I'd be surprised to find out but if somebody had budget at the end of the year and then there's like, oh, shoot, I need to donate this to somewhere, you know, that actually happens as someone that works with large organizations. It happens a lot more than I thought until I started working with some. And I'm like, I love that you get lots of donations, but we should definitely utilize these donations Yes, before the end of the tax. That is a common thing that I come across, uh, surprisingly, yeah. a few times a year. So that's another good point. But Oh, there's so many creative ways you can help. And I'm sure many of you are, because I'm kind of like thinking in my head, like I could do a webinar and put proceeds towards towards veterinary industry group. So even if you don't have funds yourself, there right. are ways you can help. Yeah. And because we're a nonprofit, when you order from Amazon, you can put us on your smile account. Oh, awesome. So that, you know, how that goes, part of your proceeds goes to your favorite organization. And that could be us is the veterinary industry giving tree. So 
I would hope, you know, if you've got nothing, if your money's not going anywhere, at least let it go to us and yeah. we'll collect it. <laughs> and but I it- know you guys are mostly seasonal. So what currently at this time, which is still amazing because you have to start in places realistically and you're growing. Yes. What months do you guys really work? Is it October to January October or to November? Okay. October to November, so that because oh, they, you need time to get out the, duh, that makes sense. Yeah. Nope. You're right. You got it. <laughs> Um, just so that we can get all the donations out usually around the holidays. Um, and that's why we want to be something we want to be like forefront of thought. So that way we're doing things throughout the year. It's not just the holidays because it's not just the holidays that people need help and support for sure. Oh, it might be the beginning of the year. It might be springtime. Who knows? You might have a really cruddy summertime and need help and something your car has gone out. And we want to be able to be there to help with that. Um, it could be something as simple as Amazon gift cards. You, We can get anything from Amazon these days. So it's just little things like that. And, and those were kind of um, just the beginning ideas of where we want to be, where we want to go. But we want to be in every veterinary clinic. Everybody knows about us and what we do and knows that we're here for them. So I love the sense of community because I think that's all of us love animals and a some of us love people. It's, it's, it's a process I do. Crystal yeah. does. Uh, but we all care about people. We yes. care about people and their pets. So opportunities like this, again, we in vet med, I always joke that we have a love-hate relationship, but you love it. We love this community. Yes. I do. Crystal does. All my guests do. So I love this idea of just strengthening our community and helping in ways that if each of us just did a tiny thing can make it a very, very big difference. And I know people are anonymous, which I also love. um, Mm -hmm. But could you share a few things that were given to people and their feedback and how that was for them? Yeah, we, um, we've had different people where, let's say somebody who has to make a decision to pay bills or to buy groceries. And we were able to help them buy groceries for their family, you know, instead of, can you imagine the difference of going to the grocery store with $20 to buy your groceries versus a hundred bucks, you know, a hundred bucks may not be a lot of money, but it's a big help, especially when you need it. You're just like, so strapped. Like I said, 20 to $100. I have kids, I need groceries. And when you have to make that decision, that's really hard. Um, but you would be surprised to find out that there's people in our profession that need that type of help. They need groceries. Um, some people have kids with medical issues that require them to travel for medical treatment. And when that happens, you know, the parents have to stay in a hotel. So there's cost that is accrued with that. And you don't think about that. And so, you know, at that time I was able to reach out to one of my hotel partners that we work with and they were able to reach out to them with a discounted room rate. Um, you know, stuff that's like that doesn't happen all the time and I can't do it every time, but this one time I think I had enough points and it was able to like be transferred over and just kind of help out. So stuff like that, you know, it's, those are big stories. And these are people that we work with every day. So they're working in the treatment room with you. They're in the pharmacy, they're in the surgery suite. Maybe you know about their problems. Maybe you don't. Um, kind of a, just a reminder, like, be nice to everybody. You don't know what they're going through. Very much so. And don't judge or assume to the best of our ability. And again, this is a wonderful opportunity to spread some Christmas cheer. And if you hate Christmas, I respect that as well. 
but you can think of it as a way to help strengthen and support people in the veterinary community. Uh, yes. I love I love both parts. But again, there's so many different ways you can help, whether it's putting a, again, a jar outside of your veterinary clinic, because people will, or I see in, in stores all the time, can we round up and give that extra 30 yeah. cents to, and that oh, adds yeah. up. That's an easy thing as a practice that you can do to help support this wonderful group that is growing. So I'm so proud of you guys. Oh, thank you. Watching it grow has, has been so great. And I know all of you have full-time jobs yes. as well as other, cause I know Becky does a lot of other stuff as well. Cause you know how us as vet techs are. So yes. I, I think this is so great that you guys have been able to start this and I know you've gotten some media presence out there. I've seen some cool articles and hopefully we get more of that this yes, year. Yes, I hope so. Anybody who's listening. Yeah, ready? I know there's some awesome <laughs> media people out there for That's sure. right. So I know you have a beautiful career path working in GP, learning a lot. I love that panel idea. Me and Crystal, TM, TM, TM. Um, that is going to be a conference. Uh, I, how has no one done that? Oh, see, guys, I don't know. Practical tips and tricks, and we can have technicians who, because some may be familiar with speaking and be that's part of their consulting speaking career. But also, hey, five minutes, share your favorite tip regarding behavior or implementing behavior in practice or placing a catheter or finding a tricky vein. Oh my gosh, this is such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, just something small, something fun. And I think too, like I've been to conferences, not like vet conferences, but different um, organizations. And they would have, I went to this one where they had a grooming contest and they did the poodles. And it was like the coolest thing. I was so intrigued by it. And it was just grooming poodles, but they had a whole like back row. I don't know. There was like four or five poodles all being groomed and being colored painted and stuff. And it was so cool looking. So I think that, so that's, that's my idea for conference tips and tricks and grooming poodles. There's so many creative ways we can have, I get to attend a lot of conferences and veterinary conferences and behavior conferences. I recently attended and spoke at a pet sitters international conference and oh wow, some of the stuff they were doing, like for example, the end was they collected questions anonymous, anonymously throughout the conference. And then they picked five or six and they ended the conference by so of course, there was like a host and they asked the questions and then they allowed there was a, a microphone and then the attendees answered the questions. And I was like, this is so so they're all learning from each other. It's being moder moderated because things yes. can, can get a little. Um, but I was like, I'm going to start doing it. like again. We're always learning from each other. And I love that idea that you started doing when you were in GP. And it makes sense that you are where you are in your career. I think you found your happy place. Education is your jam and you've been empowered yes. and you are rocking it. It sounds like you, you. keep coming yes. out with creative different CE opportunities. And mm -hmm. that is so great. Anything else you want to mention that you're doing in your career right now or any other awesome things that you want to shout out before I ask my final question of the podcast? I'm trying to think. I mean, besides fostering puppies. I love the neonates. That's one of those things. That's oh, are you a puppy foster? Yes. How I'm did I not know? See, I'm still learning daughter. things about Crystal. When That's did you okay. start? When did you start pup fostering puppies? And what did I that look know. like? Oh, it's the cutest thing. 
um, because they're just so cute. Um, So I work with different organizations like Snarl, which is the Southern Animal, no, Southern Nevada Animal Rescue League. And they help the Nevada rest our community. And so a lot of times they'll get puppies and when they get those ones that just aren't latching, aren't thriving, not doing well, I'm usually one of those phone calls um, to get them back. So my husband, I see the rolling of the eyes. I can feel when he rolls his eyes when I'm getting another puppy, but... (laughs) That's beautiful. How many puppies would you say you foster a year? So for the neonates, I probably go through at least four to five, sometimes a litters. Because that's a lot. I love me some neonates. And I love that, again, veterinary technician, amazing opportunity where that specialty is really helpful. And that's a way you can give back to your community and help with the shelter. And neonates can be stressful, but puppies, we all know we barely play with puppies and kittens. Most of it is saving their lives and keeping them (laughs) at temperature that they need all that fun stuff, socializing them. But I think that's so great that you and those neonates, you must be up a lot. Hours. Yeah. And my husband came from animal practice as well. So he's got experience. So it's, Oh, I love that. So he probably, he rolls his eyes at first and then he's like, I'm going to get up and feed. It's fine. Yeah. He jumps right in there. He's like, I love these formula maker. (laughs) And then you set them up for success and then they get adopted into a lifelong living home. And that is probably very, very rewarding and just keeps you going. How long have you been doing that? I mean, at least all my fields, I used to do more kittens and puppies, but I think now I do more puppies because I find puppies to be, this is going to be sound bad, but a little bit easier than kittens. No, that is not in my experience. (laughs) That is, they're both very challenging, but I I do feel because I talked to Ellen Crows on this, who does a lot of neonate kittens and real talk. There's more resources on neonate puppy things. And also there's a lot kittens. There's a lot more complications um, that, that can happen. And you are only able to do so much and you found your niche and you're making a huge change, but you're also having that. You're like, I don't work in GP anymore, but I'm still going to get my animal fixed. Yes, I do. I miss that. I miss when they come in broken and they leave fixed. No, I, we love it. It's so rewarding. That's why we, you've been in the veterinary field for, oh gosh. So it's 2022, 1996 calendar math is what is that like 27 years 20 that is so awesome and you're still thriving and going and I love it I love it well I'm telling you you have to learn something new every day otherwise what's the point yeah and I if you want to share a few photos of the puppies that you've taken care of we'll put we'll post because we all need more puppies in our life I'll post some puppy party pictures uh for, for I'll email them to you they're the cutest yay I love it So thank you so much for being here, Crystal, and for all the amazing things that you do. And we'll share all the show notes so you guys can find out how you can donate and help to the veterinary industry giving tree, but also catch some of those awesome CE opportunities that they're having in Vegas. And you guys all need a vacation anyways. Take a few days off in Vegas. Enjoy some sun. If you're into casinos, live that life and then learn and eat some good food. That's right. Vegas group. Yes. And the last question I like to ask all my guests is what is something that makes you happy? This can be veterinary related right now for me. I am celebrating all things Halloween 
watching tons of slashers and horror films. I carved pumpkins yesterday for my cats and my dog, and I put a bunch of enrichment in it. And watching your cat and dog eat out of a carved pumpkin is the cutest thing in the entire world. So that's something that makes me happy. But what's something that makes you happy right now, Crystal? So I too love Halloween, but things that make me happy, I know this sounds so geeky, but honestly, it's dogs. I just love dogs so much. I love everything about them. Do you Um, have a dog? I have four dogs. Oh, you have four dogs. What kind? I have not met or have seen Crystal's dogs yet. So I know some of them, some of them have been, are famous around the office. They'll come into work with me, but I have a Dr. Watson who's a terrier. That's a great name. Thank you. Oh, Roscoe or Rocco. So his name is Dr. Watson Roscoe. So um, we have Tails, who's a Pomeranian mix. He's a foster failure. We all have one of those. (laughs) I have a Frenchie named Frankie uh, and Maggie, who's 10 months old. She's a pit and they're all from the shelter. Oh, I love it. Are they all best friends? Oh, they better be. Yes. All best friends. They're all best friends. The, the Frenchie runs the roost and the little terrier, Dr. Watson, he's kind of the silver faced guy now. So oh. he stays on his perch on the couch and kind of oversees everybody. I but, love my gray muzzle boys. That's yes. Oh, we love our senior. See, we, oh, I understand your love for dogs. I think that is not corny at all. We can Good. all empathize with that. Well, thank you so much for being here, Crystal, and for everything you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for all that you're doing as well. So I see your name out there. What an awesome interview with Crystal. Don't forget, you can find the links to the awesome CE that Crystal's company provides, as well as how you can support, volunteer, and donate to the amazing veterinary giving tree in the show notes. And thank you for listening.